Welcome to Piercing the Veil on BBSRadio.com, a show for truth seekers and rebels. Join us every week as we obliterate willful ignorance, corruption, globalist agendas, and more. Tune in every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Pacific, and listen carefully as we provide crucial solutions, information awareness, and unique life hacks to improve our planet. Pierce the veil, and the truth will reveal itself. Good day. Welcome back, everyone. It's another live episode of Piercing the Veil Radio, and it's 8-26-2018. We've spent a couple weeks doing reruns of John Nastav's episode, the retired Vietnam Marine. And we've uh, we've actually got the letter to Trump, I believe, mailed off. I had all that stuff sent over to him about a week ago. took me a couple weeks to get it all put together. Um, wrote it a couple different times, like five or six times, refined it, and just thought about all the different things I could say and decided to keep it pretty simple and uh, put some solutions in there. It wasn't just complaining or a complaint or anything, just a pretty simple letter. So we sent that off to Trump and then a a few other people as well uh, with the hopes that somebody somewhere in the background will see it and do something about it because... You know, I'm quite convinced, Corey, I think you'll agree with me, that a lot of the people behind the QAnon movement are retired intelligence agency. They're pure military background people, families and generations and generations of military. We don't condone war. We don't condone, you know, going over to take resources and killing and, you know, energy sacrifice to be harvested for certain entities and things like that that we talk about. But at the same time, there is a certain a certain code of honor that's maintained between these people to a, to a certain extent. I mean, they follow orders, and order followers are, you know, just as bad as the people giving the orders, I suppose. But in some regard, a lot of these guys are very loyal. So I, I truly believe that the QAnon movement is made up of a lot of military people that would care for the cause of uh, what John's talking about and the people that have been left behind uh, as victims of Agent Orange and, of course, PTSD. But I think we're seeing some some movement with that. The FDA is approving, um, what is it? I think both MDMA and mushroom trials. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago, and then I found a couple of articles to confirm it um, that are recent, that, that usually happens. And uh, last thing I would want to talk about before we get started with the show, just some update on current events, is the QAnon uh, strikes are coming left and right. They're coming back to back. They're being totally open, transparent. They're engineering social acceptance in the background by uh, pretending to have this this little uh, fight between Trump and Sessions. There's just a lot of stuff going on. And at face value, it sounds like people are reaching or they're trying to put apples and oranges together or they're just conspiracy nuts. Well, shit, if there's a conspiracy that's happening and I'm going to be nuts about it trying to expose it, I think that's pretty reasonable. That's logical to me. Otherwise, what world are you leaving to your children? Something fucking horrible. We're at the, we're, I think really we're past the point of going over the cliff of tyranny. Honest, if, if anybody's honest with themselves and you live in the United States, some states worse than others, and then you, if you live in what we call the United States, uh, which we're going to debate later on in the show. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty bad. 
Corey, would you agree that it's just evolved to the point where we're basically hanging off a precipice by like a lifeline or a rope? It appears that way to me, you know. I mean, the only... uh, The the tyranny is not what many would be able to identify from examples that we could cite uh, from history, right? So, like... When we think of tyranny, we think of, uh, you know, big, big fascist totalitarian states and and gulags and, uh, you know, mega death of of a particular country's population, their own population due to famines and, uh, you know, other types of... uh, other types of population reduction, right? Things that are things that are easily seen, overt and, in your face. Overt, this is tyranny. What are you going to do about face. it? Right. So, uh, you know, you know, you mentioned that, it, and and I would agree with you. It seems that the military, ostensibly, or at least certain elements of the military, probably most of the military by now seem to be on the side of this current administration. So uh, it seems unlikely to me that we would have one of those outward uh, tyrannical uh, type oppressive regimes of the past, like I just mentioned. However, there are so many other much more subtle, you know, there's there's the bio-warfare, there's the there's the energetic warfare, the, both spiritually and um, and uh, electronic. Um, you know, 5G. there's the food. Yeah, five G. There's the food. There's the there's the psychological operations that are going on that are making people insane. That some people like to call Trump derangement syndrome or something like that, where <laughs> where. <laughs> You know, rational thought and um, and constructive engagement between people with varying ideas about how to go about, you know, moving forward. All that shit seems to be up in the air for the most part. And uh, as far as I can see, there's not a hot civil war going on right now where, you know, where the populace is taking arms against each other or against the government in terms of, you know, uh, a hot war, a war on the ground, a military war. But um, it seems to me that there is ostensibly a civil war behind the scenes, a civil war amongst the power elites, if if you will, or various factions in the intelligence community, right? The, uh, the psychological warfare of mainstream media, that's being used, and there is a, it's apparent to me that a, that a lot of discord is being ratcheted up, and that is affecting the general populace, um, you know, in a way priming the general populace for, uh, you know, wouldn't, 
wouldn't take but a few days without, you know, electricity or access to bank accounts. People have been showing others. Oh, Corey, people have been showing people that with memes and all sorts of other things for like 15 years, and people still don't get it. They don't get how quick the desperation will set in. Right, absolutely. So, and then on top of that, you have, you have, um, you know, you have the, you have the weaponization of ideas. You have the weaponization, you know, you have this uh, sort of stratification of right and left or extreme right and left, you know, male and female, the left, male and female, right? There's all of this division, black and white. There's all of this uh, division going on between various aspects of the, you know, general population. It's a fucking powder keg. It's a powder keg. So if any, if any significant, um, any significant action or event that would take us out significantly outside of what we come to know as normal, uh, I think would be fucking devastating. <laughs> I mean, I think people would lose their mind. It's why, you know, it's why I don't live in a major metropolitan area anymore. And exactly. For, you take steps. For seven you got to take the yeah. steps. I'm at least, I'm at least going to be out of the prison yard. <laughs> right. I mean, right. I mean, when shit goes down, right. At least there's some different, at least there's some distance between me and people who, uh, who are just wildly ill-prepared for anything. Yeah. I'll, I'll just say this. We, I agree with you. We're totally standing at the brink. Um, now, however, it's not all doom and gloom. We are very far into this. Like this is, this has been years in the making, slowly, insidiously, just, just insidiously. Oh my bad. Just creeping into our lives in every form in every way. Really, the topic of the show. Now that we're done, sort of wrapping up where we are in current events. Um, uh, we've talked about solutions, obviously, too, in past shows. You know, start growing your own food. Start making your own energy somehow. Doesn't cost you more than like nine hundred dollars to get one of those miniature windmills, pop it up in your fucking backyard, and get well, yourself some old, you know, re refurbished or I forget what they call it. Um, you where you retreat old batteries and you can make them like new again as a process. Yeah, and, but you and get, yeah, get get your community together. You know, get your group get group. more than one person to start doing that. Get the mindset of self sufficiency going, and once people can see that they can live on their own without government. That's when it really clicks for them. That's when it clicked for me, living on a sustainable uh, community for like four and a half years with uh, the Garden of Eden. It was just like, oh, wow, you don't need money to do this. Money's nice. Money helps you achieve things, but you don't need money to do this, 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 or that. You don't need state's permission to do this, this, or that. You don't need anybody to tell you what to do. You can survive on your own. This is what is lost in society today is this sense of uh, survivorship where people can make it on their own and, and, you know, not necessarily go out in the middle of the fucking woods and, you know, come back three days later, hey, I survived no food or water because I found my own shit. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that's I mean, badass. The average, right. The average human yeah. being alive today has forgotten more than their fair, forebearers learned in 50,000 years. Yeah, <laughs> and I, you know, look, at, look at the education in the 1800s. Uh, an eighth-grade level school education Back then was equivalent to some of the higher degrees in college. 
I saw today. And, and they didn't have, you know, fucking, uh, what is it, calculus and shit like that. You know what I mean? There's exceptions. Right, right. But the stuff well, they, I, I that, seen, that they were yeah, calculating I've, was in, enormous. Right. I've seen some of that. I didn't, you know, most of it was civics, like history and civics questions. And uh, shit, I didn't know the answers to those fucking. You know. <laughs> uh, how many bushels to something? or it's, It was all about right. knowledge of production, knowledge of the means of production, knowledge on how to acquire your share of that production. And by no means am I communist or socialist or anything like that. I think those are total, any ism is a failed thing. Um, but I do believe that there is a very real thing such as a monopoly over the means of production or a monopoly of control over how that means of production is distributed, which is kind of what we are seeing in this country. And what we have here, and the point of the show is to talk about, it's inspired by a man named Lysander Spooner, uh, Corey and I went back and forth over this off-show constantly in the past couple of weeks. And he's actually one of my biggest inspirations uh, for my goals in life currently, which is to completely exit the system. I'm about 95, 96-ish percent of the way there. I've been holding off for about four or five months, uh, really trying to get a bead on what direction I want to go, what arguments I'm really going to make, and what rights I really want to have declared uh, as as coming from the creator. Just to give you guys a little snippet, some of the stuff I'm talking about in these legal petitions that I'm going to have a declaratory judgment on uh, is stuff like um, our bodies are made of valuable minerals. We're basically movable property, right? You're, that's why they treat you like shadow property. That's why uh, there has to there has to be an owner of the property, and the body it's the body itself is the property and the soul owns it, but they don't recognize your soul or the Vatican claims your soul at birth. We've talked about that. I'm not going to go off on that tangent. Uh, if they're acting upon a presumed claim and nobody comes to rebut it, well, then it stands until it's rebutted as fraud and followed through with. So basically what you have here is a, a piece of movable property that's generated or produced into this into this world. And the other, the other property, it, it has to be held by estates, okay? So you're born into this world with birthrights. Those rights have to be held in something. Basically, anything that you could produce or anything you could create or anything like that is all coming from your, your soul, your consciousness. You are living value. Not, you know, the Freeman guys get into a little bit of, they're like, oh, your signature is actual value. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, because right, your, 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 yeah, your signature signifies conscious intent. That's right. It, it's a manifestation of your will. And if there's right. no manifestation of will on, uh, on a, some sort of memorialized documentation, then it gets a little harder and people have to go and battle it out or resolve their issues. But that's what the purpose of written contract originated from. Uh, originally, it was to declare certain things. And then from there, it, it was to protect against, you know, the terms not being changed. And so we're going to talk about contracts because citizenship, whether the government, it doesn't matter what the government's opinion is. There is a certain line that they cross all the time for people they think they can get away with it on. And sometimes there's exceptions where you get shot or killed or, you know, like this is not a safe area to, to want to govern yourself in 2018. It's not safe. I don't want to give you guys that impression. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? But you, just like in anything else you do, driving a car or any other activity, you do your best to mitigate the risk. You do your best to be such a porcupine, legally speaking, um, or on paper, and with your energy and, you know, your standing, you do your best that way to not have to encounter or to win all your encounters, I should say. And then the energetics behind it is, I truly believe this. This is my life. This is my manifestation. I, I will be in a state where I'm not fucked with. We all know that the universe gives you shit you don't want every once in a while. I've been through that many, many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So as long as you're prepared and you, you mitigate or manage your risk, you should be fine. You'll come out the other side uh, a stronger, better, whole, more whole person, more in touch with, uh, you know, this is a bastardized word that we refer to as sovereignty. It really is just free will. That's what it comes down to, free will to do what you want. And, of course, we've talked how uh, natural law prescribes all the limits that are necessary. There is no need for written laws other than a few cursory, fundamental, or rudimentary things that you know are good reminders or, or serve a public interest purpose. Mm. Not just the state, Corey, going, oh, you know, this is in the interest of the public. You know, feeding cash for kids programs and judge getting kickbacks so that they can continue to make money and be uh, motivated to take more kids away from families and put them in foster care where it's just giant fucking pedophile rings. Oh, that's somehow in the interest of justice. I've seen arguments, some of the sickest, most twisted fucking arguments you've ever seen. I've seen these things in legal briefs and responses and orders by judges. These guys. It's not even. It's not even that. It's not. I mean, it's not even that extreme. In every case that comes into a courtroom, the judge is getting a piece of it. Dude, it's just so. It's just it's <laughs> so, you know, even, It's financial yeah, taking and and money grabbing. It's robbers and thieves. And Lysander Sutter says the same thing. Hmm. Right. So let's get into it. I, I, we were kind of bouncing back and forth a little bit here. I just wanted to get a general uh, beat or tack on where we're going for the direction. But uh, this guy's amazing. I mean, I, I can't speak highly of him enough. And, you know, his most famous writings, I guess, would be uh, The Unconstitutionality of Slavery and uh, No Treason, The Constitution of No Authority, which is something that I've listened to on uh, being read on audiobook like seven or eight times, maybe more. And it just blows my time. It blows my my top off every time. I just I can't understand how people could be so conditioned to not want to govern themselves, to, to abdicate that responsibility, or take this defeatist mentality where it's like, oh well, that's a hard way to do it. You know, they don't. They're they don't, they don't care. They're going to do whatever they want. So what's the point of you exercising your free will at all? Why do you get up in the morning and go pee when you want to? Why do you brush your teeth when you want to? Why do you drink water or food when you want to? Because if you weren't allowed to do those things, that would suck. If you had to ask somebody to do your basic essentials that would keep you alive, that's more than slavery. That's torture. So what we have is not really torture outright. We've got slavery, which is you can't move your body any way that you want without having some sort of identifier on it. You can't exist in our system. You can't exist in this world without doing these specific things, because if you don't, we won't recognize you. You have to have a birth certificate, a social, and blah, blah, blah. And all of these are fraud contracts because nothing was ever disclosed to you, right? Citizenship in itself, whether you want to argue that it's state or federal citizenship, Corey, 
we've talked about this. It's all bullshit. You are national. You are a free inhabitant and a national of your continent, of your landmass. If your parents were here before the government that you're living in, such as people that have descendants, excuse me, uh, ancestors and are descendants of people who lived and had a claim to the soil and worked and put their labor and their production into the ground and took things from it and made things and established contractual agreements with the society around them and little communities and so on and so forth, that is a, a blood soil claim. It's no different than what the indigenous have. And the argument could be made that, yes, this was taken from the Indians and blah, blah, blah. We talked about that at another show as well, and we can go into it more. Uh, essentially, we all have a right, an equal right, to live in harmony, right? But there's limits. You can't come and take another culture's land. So I don't agree with the way that things were done, the government killing the buffalo so that the Indians would have to be dependent on their laws and their uh, you know, means of production and stuff like that, instead of uh, abiding by natural justice or natural laws, uh, which they deemed heathenism. Uh, I mean, I get all that, the Trail of Tears. I've studied all that stuff. It's fucked. It's just some of the most horrible shit, you know, and the slavery aspect as well, which was during Lysander's time in the 1800s. He lived from 1808 to 1887. He saw a lot of shit. He lived through martial law. People don't realize that the Civil War there was a period of martial law that was from the, its inception and then following it for about 10 years, 10 or 15 years. Literally, like, curfew in the street, shot and killed if you didn't obey, all sorts of crazy shit. You understand? So, I mean, that stuff is still applicable. We, are ne we were never removed from the Civil War emergency state. And there's even codes to govern it. And so everybody comes at me and they're like, well, they claim that you're this and you're that. And I'm like, no, if you look in the Army Field Manual, if you look in the Lieber Codes, both of right. those documents right there are recognition by these powers. They're not your rights. They're not the authority for your rights. Those come from the fact that you're part of the universe. You are the universe looking at itself. You are minerals that were formed into, out of the birth or death of a star or some sort of, you know, cosmic event. You have a claim to the universe, not just to the soil. So that's really where I'm going about, you know, I don't agree with the Indian land being taken over, but this planet is for all of us. And if there was some sort of agreement that could be struck up between those two cultures, that would make it okay. And then people couldn't infringe upon the other without consequences. But that didn't happen. So in the same way that we came over and, and took this part of this continent that's called America. By the way, America is not a country. Guys, guys, America, not a country. It's a continent split into two halves, one called North America, the other called South America. I mean, that should be pretty self-evident, right? So if you're born on a continent, that gives you a claim, a, a parcel share in the, in the overall trust that is the land, that is nature. Nature is a giant trust. It provides for you. It has rules and regulations that if you don't abide by, they could be fatal. It's the ultimate form of government. And that's what uh, Lysander Spooner was making arguments for, was for natural justice. And that anything that is immoral is illegal and should be declared unconstitutional and illegal. Why? Yeah. Why is that? 
because morality is at the root of where law comes from. There would be no law but for the need to proscribe, proscribe morality on a mass scale. There would be no need for prescribing morality if everybody held their own self-governance and their own morality, which is what you know the principles of agorism and anarchy and all these collective different off-branches or offshoots of self-governance. That's what they're all about. At the core essence of them, it's about free will, self, self, how do I describe this? The freedom to develop your personality, the freedom to interact, to love, to live. I mean, they generalized it in the declaration as pursuit of life, love, and, or uh, life, liberty, and happiness. Excuse me, life, liberty, Robert. and pursuit of happiness. And that's a big generalization, but that was sort of a catch-all to grab everything they, that they missed. And the point that I like to make is the Constitution applies to nobody. This is really when I did the social media posts to try to get uh, announcement of the show out there, I guess. That was the premise I I put out there was Constitution doesn't apply, right? Paper vassals have no geographical borders. And some uh, somebody, you know, it, these guys are actually pretty smart, it seems like, on this uh, minds.com. I think his name's Brian. He's like, well, they have a claim to dominion over the land. I was like, okay. So they either have to outright admit that they are occupying, militarily occupying a territory. That is what is happening. There are no forms of civil government that are not being backed by military authority. We're in martial law. We've remained in martial law and just in a different form of it economically uh, and, you know, according to laws that have, and, and all sorts of crazy legal twists and turns and the creation of the straw man and the Federal Reserve and all this economic and uh, patriot stuff is kind of tied together, the citizenship and the status. All of it's one big fuck you to try to overcome the natural right or claim that the people have. You were born on this land. You are a person. People are where the source of government comes from. That the only source of legitimacy for government is the consent of the governed. And that's a problem in itself, which we're going to try to get to. And I'll let you respond and get your thoughts in, Corey. I'm just on a roll here. I'm trying to recall from memory all these. I had like seven pages of notes, so forgive me if I'm sort of stopping and starting here. There's just so much, and I don't know if I can get it all out. But the principle is... You are movable property. You are made in the image of your creator. Your creator created you. I think we can all agree that's self-evident. You know, some people don't believe in creator. Some force produced you other than basic biology. Some force of everything going right and, you know, this chromosome wasn't fucked up and so you survived and all these little hundreds of millions of tiny circumstances that had to be perfect for you to be here, that is a force greater than you. So some higher power does exist, atheists. <laughs> call it um, nature. And, call it nature if you want. Call it what you want. It created you. It was the primary origination of the factors or events that led to your creation. So what can we logically derive from that? You are the creation made in the image or the form and shape and will, will, living will of the creation of the universe. 
and also that y- your created body is valuable. It's about worth about $1 million. So while all the guys talking about the birth certificate being individually valued at $1 million before they're pulled together, I always wondered about that number. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> you wonder why I they saw, treat you I like s- in. Yeah. I saw, a number rec- I saw a number recently. Um, and I've forgotten what it is. It's, I think it's substantively more than a million dollars based on the value of your organs, your body fluids, uh, your endocrine fluids, hormones. Um, so so yeah, what that is, Corey, is, sorry, if if you were, if you were to, if you were to be harvested right now (laughs) and sold off for your parts and your, uh, and your substance, uh, it's a pretty high number. It escapes me what it is. It's in the millions of dollars, though. Yeah, there's different subclasses there, or or asset classes, I should say. I should call them that. Let, let alone asset classes. Right, let alone your, your potential productive value. Well, you know, that's what I'm saying. That's an intangible class of value. That's sort of like uh, what we would... Uh, what would be akin to a derivative in financial right. terms, you know, instead of an right. underlying asset, it's a derivative. Those right. are derivative, creative, productive events that come from the main value. Your main value is a movable piece of property from which you create through your consciousness and mm-hmm. either, and you either exchange your creation and your labor and your production and your value for minimum wage slave labor, or you have your own uh, means of production and those means of production are controlled and regulated by the state because you allow it and you consent to it and you don't stand on the fact that they have no right to tell their creator or to to even deign or or presume to regulate a creation cannot regulate its creator not by force of will not by anything other than overcoming it with power and since you can't overcome the universe you're at a disadvantage well, can a group of men holding or occupying public offices of a paper vassal that that a group another group of men came together hundreds of years ago to bind themselves in their posterity, can that apply to somebody who's not their posterity and who was not alive back then? No, it can't. There is no acceptable standard or reasonable standard of of facts or evidence that could ever prove or show that this is a valid agreement, that you could ever bind anybody in perpetuity without being alive to give full disclosure. These people were dead by the time this supposedly applies to any of us, this federal constitution, any of the state constitutions. I mean, unless you're over 150 years old, you know, when was the most recent state created? There might be some exceptions. My Arizona point is this. Or Hawaii, okay. 1912, okay. 19-something. There you go. So maybe there's some a few people left. My point is this. How did those states get created? The constitutions, right? The signers and people of those constitutions. How were those structures, excuse me, how were those structures, perp, uh, how are they lasting? You know, how are they perpetuated, I should say, through some mechanism called secret ballot voting? Right, where a bunch of people, even if they're registered, they can go into a secret booth and vote anything they want, and nobody, all, just the votes themselves are counted, 
and nobody, not the person voted for who gets in the office and not the person doing the voting. They don't know each other. You understand? They don't know each other. Right. And even well, if the person who's like, oh, my candidate won, and they go, hey, I know you, you're my representative, blah, blah, blah. The guy on the other end has no legal proof. How do I know? How do I, do I have facts or do I have a, the who, what, when, why, and how? You were wearing a red shirt. You felt shitty that day. So you were sneezing and so you had tissues to your nose as you're walking in the photo booth or the voting booth. And then, you know, there was a, it was an electronic machine and then you touched it and it didn't work for a second. So you touched it. Like, how is he going to know the specifics of who you were and how and what intent you had when you were voting? They don't. So there's no legally binding contract. There's no acceptable standards of evidence that would produce any semblance of an agreement. There's no meeting of the minds, no mutual understanding. The roles are, are not discussed that, that, that everybody's to play, how to meet your obligations, what duties that you're um, signing yourself up under. Your parents can't, can't legally or, or, or um, legitimately bind you with the birth certificate or any of these things. They don't apply. They're all frauds. They're all uh, void ab initio, I guess is the term that patriots like to throw around constantly. Void from its inception. It was never a thing in legal terms. It's a legal nullity. It never existed. Even though it's de facto and it's right there in front of your face. That's a thing. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Well, also, you're, you know, you put forth a question of how is it, how is it maintained? Well, it's maintained through a form of acquiescence, tacit acquiescence, right, backed by force. That's the thing, though. For it to be tacit acquiescence, if you go back and look, there still has to be some notice. And if there's not clear notice that says, hey, guys, if you don't do this, this is going to happen. You know what I mean? And well, if there's no other alternative, then it's duress and coercion. Do you have any other alternative that's ever given to you or disclosed to you or given notice of when you go with a baby to try to make some life for them to get them identified? Did you know that you don't have to go get them fingerprinted? Did you know you don't have to get them an ID? Did you know you don't have to get them a birth certificate? Did you know you don't have to give them a social? No, it's actually told to you that you have to have these things. And in fact, there are other things, consequences, very real consequences in our society, if you don't have these things, such as you can't get a passport, you can, but you have to go through a whole bunch of shit. But my point is this, you have to, pres yeah. you have to say that you're a U.S. citizen to get a regular passport. Right. And unless you well, want to fight them for a, a month or two to get an American national passport, then if you know what you're doing. Yeah. Well, here's the, here's the other thing. I'm going to ask you a question. How did you come upon the idea that things are operating in a manner that doesn't make sense. I'm not sure I understand. Well, I mean, you, <clears throat> well, you and I, you and I met under circumstances where clearly we were, we were of the mind and we were drawn into a certain line of reasoning and and was seeking out certain information 
because we had a sense somehow or another that things were not as they appear to be in terms of like the U.S. citizen, for example. Okay. So you're saying, how did I come to find all this stuff? Yeah. I mean, you probably can't. You probably can't even say it's a part of your. Uh, I would part say of it's your... like a, a collective journey, inch by inch, step by step, torture by torture, jail by jail, jail cell by jail cell. <laughs> it's a part um, of your nature. Let's, let's say this: it was a part of your nature, right? That made you go. There's there's something wrong with the way this system is operating. I'm going to look for something else, and that put you on a long journey of discovery to get you where you are now. Yeah, I remember I, re- I remember having that as a young child, and then after my near-death experience, which I, I truly believe was like a walk-in uh, event, it, it just blossomed from there. So I just knew that something was wrong. Everything was yeah. wrong, yeah, and there life. had to be a way to fix it. And so, so uh, I went so, on about my life, you know, lived in group homes here and there and blah, 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 and was a rebellious kid that my parents really couldn't handle. So I got sent from place to place. Something is, so ostensibly there was the the understanding or the sense that something is wrong with this picture, right? And there's got to be another way. And so you looked by, ostensibly you looked behind the curtain, right? And well, I, I had to get my head knocked a couple times, and when I woke up yeah. in my eyes, I could see stuff that wasn't there before uh, from that experience yeah, that, of getting my ass beat legally and and literally physically by some of these people. Uh, well, that that tends to help sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it tends to motivate, and what I really find yeah, yeah. is that when when they push you to the point, and I've said this so many times, when they push you to the point of like literally telling me we're going to kill you. Like, we are your God. We decide if you live or die. Like, they're saying some fucked up things while I'm already sleep-deprived, naked in a cell while they turn the air conditioner on. It's, I hadn't slept in like a day and a half, hadn't eaten or drinking anything in two days. Um, torture. That's it. There's no other word for that. All because I didn't ID myself walking down the fucking street, minding my own goddamn business. Okay. So, like, stuff like that is a big motivator for me to go, why are they doing this? How can they do this? Is there a way out? And I found out that we're under military occupation. And I really didn't know the finite details. I was swinging a a broad club like all the other Patriot guys. Raw, raw, raw. Smash, smash, smash. This job looks like it could use a hammer. You know, trying to pound a fucking screw in to a piece of wood. (laughs) And then when I finally was like, oh, wait, there's some deeper elements to this. There's some core things I need to understand. I started researching and Lysander Spooner has always been uh, near and dear to my heart. I've just come back to him from time to time as one would do like a lover of poetry would do Yeats or, you know, somebody like that. And I basically, I delved really hard and deep this past three and a half years. I got into Jonah Bay, uh, the, what he was talking about. I got into, um, Shit, what is it? Mark Stevens with a C, not a not a uh, C, not an RK. It's uh, RC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mark Stevens, M A R C S T E V E N S. That dude is getting cases dismissed worldwide, proving 
proving there is an underlying claim that the people have naturally a divine right naturally. Right. Well, you hit on to something the, there. to the land. You hit on something there. Divine. Okay. I would say, I would say that that your wake-up call or your process, right? As is mine, as is so many other people who are, you know, in this work, waking up to the nature of things. Uh, I think there's a. It could be said that there is a a divine inspiration, a divine motivation, and that is where the tacit acquiescence falls away. Yeah, I, I right? mean, when, the, the, when you the recognize, cannot you, right? Go ahead. Yeah, you were, you were saying, you know, yeah, the the fraud cannot be maintained if we know that is there. Well, it can't produce consent. Fraud can never produce consent ever, no matter what. Right. Under any circumstances, right. neither neither can duress or coercion. So what we have today is our system of secret voting, where nobody has any agreement between the supposed public servants and the people, but there's an inherent claim of the people that is not being acknowledged. So the creations of, how do I say this? Let's just start from the beginning. Like I said before, you're created by some sort of higher power. You're its creation. You can't overpower it. You don't have a right or a legitimate claim to do that, even if you could. You, as a man or a woman or a person, right? Fuck that all those 17 different definitions of person. That's not what I'm talking about. You guys know what I mean. Uh You as a person have a claim to govern yourself, create a form of government, or be governed by something. Now, if you want to be governed by something, you have to have a clear agreement with those doing the governing, and voting by secret ballot does not come anywhere near a clear or an enforceable agreement in any court of law. If you bring this and they were actually legit, legit, and they're like abiding by their own rules, they would say under the rules of evidence, there is no evidence that we can see or find of a valid agreement that in, that there was an understanding or mutual, mutual understanding meeting of the minds, full disclosure of risks, terms, obligations, duties, and rights. None of that in any level of this governmental shit, whether federal state, doesn't matter. It does not exist. So, well, let me say one thing. Be- one thing. Let me say one. Go thing. ahead. Let's go to the Bible. Who is the liar and deceiver of the Bible? I would. I would argue. I mean, if I'm going to be literal, I would argue that the God of the Bible, that's described of the Bible, the God of the Jews, is a fire demon and was the deceiver. But okay, I know I mean, where you're you going. You could it. say, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you could say Yahweh. You could say Yahweh. There's people. Yeah, there's people who can who put forth plenty of evidence for that. But in terms of like, in terms of, you know, standard Judeo-Christian history, right? The deceiver is the devil. Satan is the deceiver. So when you talk about these systems that are put into place, where there's no there's no uh, there's no option presented to the people, right? Within these systems, like you must register your children, you must do this, you must do that, right? It's just a, it's just one large deception. Right? Well, yeah, it's all based on deception. Because if you knew, 
Okay. When you, you go to Walmart, something else probably. Right? Check this out, Corey. When you go to Walmart, how many different types of crackers do you see? How many different choices do you have? How many types of soda do you see? How many types of any item in that store, in that market, do you see? Six, seven, eight, nine, ten on average sometimes of different brands. Government is part of the market. They they have a market share on morality, and they've turned it into a monopoly. They got a monopoly. (laughs) They've turned it into a monopoly. They claim to act as public servants of the people within a certain geographical boundary. But here's the thing. If they had a claim to that geographical land, that claim came from the people. It's being serviced for the people. That people has the claim. Those inhabitants that have a birthright to that land and soil, generationally, they have the ability to do whatever they want with the claim to their land. The Republic of Texas guys proved this, and this is what the farmers claim, farmer trust claims way back in the 70s was about. If you look up the farmer claims, farmer trust claims, oh my God, blow your fucking... Willie Nelson had a fucking concert for them in the 60s or 70s for the farmers claim to bring attention to what was going on. The fact that all property is held in trust by these states in the name of all the inhabitants. Right, and the indigenous people that were here before actually have the prior claim. We we would have to get into that, you know, in in the in the future. But there is such a thing as abandoning your claim. The tribes of Indians that fought to the death, they didn't abandon their claim. Any of their descendants still have a valid claim to that land. The people that willingly went with the government and didn't die. You, I, I can't like I know the moral choice if of this. You, can like, you can't it, judge somebody. You, if you can that keep choice. it, if you can keep it, and if you can enforce it, that's where force comes in. That's where conquest comes in. Okay, right? so yeah, there's a law of war and a law of con- conquest. It's not right. It doesn't make it right. It doesn't justify it in, in one bit. But right, legally speaking, for the purposes that we're using it to get our freedom, and once we collectively get our freedom, we as a moral people would go and, and approach those who had been, you know out of kicked out of their territories and try to find some way to assimilate in a way that preserves both cultures on an equal standing, making some form of agreement that doesn't consist of the government going on, on back on its terms over and over. Literally like, why would you have an agreement within the native American tribes? Why? If every single clause and term of that agreement, you were subsequently going to violate over the course, like, Religiously, like every five, ten years, they violated another one and another one and another one and another one, and then the genocide. Well, that was that. I guess that was that was just to that was just to get them to acquiesce for 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 a minute. Right. So the went to the victory of the spoils. I, I know that uh, sounds cliche, but that's what happened there. So we'll address that in another show, maybe 2019, when we start up again. Uh, but my point is this: currently. The people born who were born onto this land, they have an equal status. I'm not saying the way that their parents or uh, ancestors acquire it is right. It's not. We've already been over that. But it's there, right? You know what I mean? So if it's there and you have that claim and the governments are public servants and the people who run those governments are agents of these public servants, uh, public servant offices, should I say, agents and employees, who are they working for? And I'm not just saying, my tax dollars pays for your job. You know, I'm not, that's 
fucking surface level bullshit argument, divisive crap. What I'm saying is they are invested with a, an inherent duty and obligation, presumably, to act on your behalf, right? If they if they had any legitimacy to exist, it's only by the consent of the people. And if they had any rights or claims to the geographical territory, it's only servicing those rights and claims for the people because that's where it originated. And they admit this. They admit right. this in well, all their documents, everywhere, in all these important right. statutes. It's all there. Right. But they have the consent of the people. No, they due don't. To obfus- due to obfuscation. But that's fraud. People- and fraud cannot produce consent. You right. go back into a loop. And they, the judges and the lawyers do this, bro. They loop you well, constantly. They, you, they'll never let you get outside. They'll try not to let you get outside this loop. And you just have well, to keep stepping back to the fact that there is no evidence that even if I had consented, that I knew what I was consenting to. Right? So even if you guys, that's fine. You guys want to go in this roundy merry-go-round. Well, I'm stepping off, and while you're spinning around in front of me, about to get sick and vomit, I'm still going to stand by my point, which is there is no evidence that I was fully informed on what I was doing when I signed my driver's license or signed my first 1040 or did this or did that. It's not there. You can never produce it. It will never show up. And therefore, that's, it, meets, it meets the very literal definition of exculpatory evidence. If there is no evidence of my contractual relationship between you as a government or an agent of government, That's fraud. there's no obligation or duties either way. Right. right. Okay, so, and if you're going to force me to be obligated or, or abide by this constitution that a majority of people supposedly consented to, but they never consented, but it's, let's, just for the sake of argument, to relate to these people who are so brainwashed in government and police and judges and attorneys, let's just say that everybody here in this geographical region we all consented in the state of Texas. We're like, oh, we're going to call this the state of Texas. We're going to agree that a bunch of guys got together and formed the state of Texas Constitution. You know what I mean? And those signers of the Constitution who supposedly represented people of, of the Republic of Texas that formed the state of Texas, they supposedly represented those inhabitants, right? It's just like this fractal eating itself going back in history. It's there's a legal term for it that I can't remember right now that something cannot, well, I know we say this in a universal sense, but legally speaking, something cannot arise from nothing. Wow. So if there was no consent of the, inha- the free inhabitants of the geographical territory that was known, commonly referred to as the Republic of Texas, Texas, which was a nation, by the way, if a nation of people, right, coming together in common defense and mutual prosperity. That's literally all it takes to create a nation and staying by a certain and agreeing to a certain set of boundaries. Daryl online. So, and we got Daryl coming on the line here, but I'm going to, I'm going to continue because I'm trying to rattle through. I know I'm talking a lot, guys. I'm trying to rattle through all these concepts before, you know, we take a break for half a year, you know, a good, almost a full year. And then Corey, will get your thoughts on it too. Just let me hit this roll. <laughs> uh, so essentially, what you have here is a nullity can't create a nullity. So the inhabitants never really voted for any state. They never really voted by any acceptable legal standard or means. You understand? There was no proof or evidence that could ever tie the voting people to the per- person's 
elected to office directly. It's not there. There is no evidence of their contractual relationship other than an implied agreement by their actions. Oh, you act like you're the government and I'll act like I'm a citizen, right? That's what the lawyers always argue. Well, people's actions, oh, well, it's an implied uh, agreement, right? But again, if I didn't, wasn't told what I was, oh, I wasn't told there's an alternative to not acting like a citizen. I wasn't told that if, uh, what would happen if I did act like a citizen. And I also wasn't told, but I was shown throughout my life, if I didn't act like a citizen or declare myself under those rules, political power, status, whatever you want to call it. So if I'm being punished for that, that's, that's tantamount to slavery. If you're going to say that somehow you got the consent of the majority, even the consent of the majority, if it was somehow legitimate, let's play that game for a second, it cannot bind a non-consenting minority because the governments derive their just powers and authority from the consent of the governed. And if there's somebody who has consented to a, a legally accept, factual uh, and evidentiary basis, acceptable standard, that there's proof and a direct tie between the person consenting and the person ruling over the consenting person. If there's something like that, it only binds them. They are the only parties to that agreement, and they cannot bring a third party in and bind them at all. So this whole fucking house of cards comes crashing down, and I knew none of this until about a year and a half ago, and I sort of was in a state of denial about it. Well, constitutional rights. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it really hit me hard, the fact that the Constitution has nothing to do with you, doesn't apply to you. The Declaration is basically just a, a bunch of guys that said publicly, standing on the steps of a courthouse, basically screaming at the top of their lungs, uh, we're all created equal by our Creator. We're all endowed by our Creator with rights that can't be taken or modified or even given away if we wanted them to be. We can't give them away, willingly or unwillingly. That's what inalienable is. We have these rights. That's what the Declaration is, and really, that's all you need. In fact, if you look in the code to the United States Code, what's the first thing that you see there? The very first code, very first document, Declaration of Independence. Not, you don't need anything else. And where was the Declaration? What was that Declaration founded on? What principles of commonly accepted reason of law and reason? And, and behavior over the course of thousands of years of people accepting and behaving this way, what was the Declaration based on? Natural law. The concept or the premise of the Magna Carta, that the divine right to govern or to rule is, in, is possessed in everyone. Everyone has a right to govern themselves. Everyone has a right to a direct connection to the, to the divinity and not through one single source or channel of power. And I'm almost done here. So how much power are you going to give away? I mean, you know, you haven't clearly haven't given away the power to fart, to sneeze, to have bodily functions, to wake up when you want, to go to sleep when you well, some of us have obligated ourselves to nine to five slavery. I guess you have given that up in a certain regard. There's just a level in people's lives. There's just this basic level of maintenance that the government knows. It's all social engineering. They're like, this is only as far as we can go. If we go past this level, they're going to wake up in mass and they're going to go, wait a second. If I don't let them regulate this part of my life, why do I let them regulate this part of my life? Just because my entire existence, somebody told me that these things must be regulated and there's no alternative. And if you try to seek an alternative 
or step away from it and not participate. What kind of fucked up game where you can be killed or imprisoned if you don't participate in playing it? And, and it never ends. Generation after generation playing the citizenship game of not governing themselves, giving away their power, letting regulations slowly creep heavily and more, more and more heavily into their life. When does it end? When do you start taking back your power in the face of all consequence? Because if you don't do it, I mean, you might as well just stop. You're, we're already so far regulated in what we can do and where we can go and how we can do these things. What the fuck is the point of, of I mean, why don't you go and watch CNBC and tell, when they tell you to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. When they tell you to spend money on something, go spend money on something. A lot of people live this way already. You know, uh, it's sad. I didn't want to make that point, but it's true. Um, you know, people, uh, some people are just robots. Yeah, there's another thing that comes to mind. What rights do we have that we're not willing to claim? Even what? even if we are even if we are imbued with certain rights by nature, right? If we don't claim them, right? We have to claim them. We have to stand. We have to make sure, right? When those when others are infringing on those rights, we have to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. And that kind of seems that's that's pretty much where we're at. Where do you right draw now? the line? We went all over the place. I, I rambled a little bit, but I try to get as much as I can in there. I'm actually literally going to read a few things from the notes, kick it on over to you. We'll hear a bit from Daryl. Thanks, Daryl, for being patient. Um, and then we'll close the show here in a few minutes. But I, I really want you guys to think about it, okay? And here we go. Let's just let's run through this here. Um, the government claims a monopoly, right? They will not allow private interests interest to compete for the control over the means of production, nor will they allow anyone to compete for the control of morality. It won't happen unless you break away and you stop competing and you just establish your own thing. So, and if you're, if you're going to be punished for not obeying, they have to come out and acknowledge that as slavery or stop punishing you. I've experienced this. It was like, they're going to do whatever they want. Blah, blah. Well, no. Because when you call them out and say, look, this is slavery. You can't punish me for something that there's no this, this, and that. And I want all the evidence that shows I'm innocent of this, this, and that because you have no jurisdiction. And the reason you have no jurisdiction is because you can't show any facts or evidence of any causal relationship between me as a citizen and you as a governor of that government of that citizen, enforcer of that government, I should say. It doesn't exist. I've won many a court case like that, and there's many people who have done the same thing around the world better than I have, like hundreds of times more massive scale. This Mark Stevens dude is a real cool cat. You should check him out. So basically, municipal states are paper vassals, right? The state of Texas has no realized borders. Remember, there was no consent to ever form the state of Texas. Never happened. So any person, oh, they've got a claim to the territory. No, fuck that. No, they don't. Yeah, a couple They're of guys got together and made a claim. Yeah. 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 And so even if it applied to the dudes that wrote the Constitution, they're dead. And their descendants have a claim to start that back up again if they want. But guess what? They can't fucking bind anybody else. Or if they want to bind somebody else, there has to be a public invite to treat, a public offer, an invitation. Hey, guys, this is what you're going to get. This is what we're going to give. If you want this, accept our offer by coming down and showing your signs of acceptance and then – 
there's implied consent, and then once you sign something, memorialize it somehow by giving us a birth certificate or this or that, whatever, getting an ID, then boom, now that's legitimate because there was full disclosure. But there's no legitimacy to any of this other shit. So these inhabitants that inhabit a certain region are called nationals or free inhabitants. They describe you this way in the Army Field Manual. And because we're under military occupation, because we're under slavery, if you want to show yourself not a slave and be entitled to the protections that are afforded non-enemy combatants of a certain occupied territory, you really have to you have to show them like look, this is I know what's going on. I'm claiming my right to exemption under this military occupation. You can't go about the constitutional shit. It's, it's just a trap. Now, once you've done this foundational stuff, you can then say, hey, look, if you guys, you can make agreements with them. Hey, if you guys are going to pretend the Constitution applies to me, <laughs> then I'm going to pretend that, you know, I can use any point of the Constitution that I want for Bill of Rights or any of that shit. You know what I mean? Well, so, you can contract with them if you want. Exactly. And, but then you would give them full disclosure. Well, how do you do that? You write a notice. Send it to all the government agencies, just like all these patriot guys are doing. So mm-hmm. the natural sovereignty resides with the creation of the creator, which is us as the people, who are then the creators of the government. And so, <laughs> I mean, we, there's enough has been said about that. It's a natural causal link, a chain, a, what is it, a table of authority is what they called it. A found a, a authoritative foundations. So, uh, you know, rights can't be legislated because if they could be legislated, they could be taken away. And anything that could be, it can't be given to you if you already and have taken it. away if you already have them. Yeah. So, if you have these natural rights and they're recognizing you have natural rights, they have no claim to tell you how to exercise your natural rights. Up until the point that you fail in your duty and obligation to have a, 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 a care, a, like a standard of care for those around you and to not infringe on their rights. That is your duty. That's the extent of your rights. Your rights stop at the boundary of not fucking other people over. And that's, where, that's what morality is. Morality is the justice or justification of the boundaries of rights and the, and the boundaries of duties and obligations. And Lysander Spooner, man, you guys need to check this out. The Constitution of No Authority, um, the the Science of Justice is a really good one as well. And these principles are are really like a child could understand them. And it really clicked a light bulb on for me. I'm at the end of my road, basically, of of discovery of how do I get out? How do I solidify and protect my family and myself? And it's all yeah. because this last step leg of the journey is coming into the fact of not of not needing anybody to govern me. I don't need your governance. I don't want it. I don't con- I don't agree. I don't consent to your services. And if they're forced upon me, they're not services. They're impositions and occupations. And that is slavery. And when you call wow. them out for the slavery thing, they step off very quickly. Because there's no longer any immunities. Right. And with that, I'm done. Go ahead, Corey. I'm sorry I made you this long, bro. Go ahead. No, no, no. No worries. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. And then go ahead and bring Daryl on when you're done and we'll close the show. Absolutely. Just quickly. Yeah, they have no – once you bring that to their attention and stand on your own claim 
then they're uh, and you're dealing with people as living people instead of agents, right? Then they lose their immunity. You said something interesting. You mentioned we hear these two things that go together. You mentioned duties and obligations, right? Well, how did they go about getting people to sign up for duties and obligations? Didn't they offer benefits and privileges? Right? Isn't that coercion and duress? Those aren't really benefits or privileges if they're harmful to you. Well, yeah, it is. Hey, we'll protect you from, we'll protect you from, um, you know, uh, roving bands of of, uh, combatants, right? Whether they be Native Americans or, you know, bandits or whatever. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll allow you to, to, uh, go about doing your business and stuff. And, it's uh, mafia. most people, and most people, yeah, exactly. Mafia. But here's most the thing. Are, it never most turns people are like, yeah, that sounds great. Where do I sign up? <laughs> does it turn out so, well for them, Corey? No, it does not. I, I'm just, I'm just going. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to discover how these, how this came about. You know, clearly there well, were, there was a bunch of, there was mafia, like you said. There was a bunch of strong men who, even if at first they didn't coerce the people into duties and obligations, they first probably came with benefits and privileges. I'm a strong man. I'm going to protect you from these other strong men. And then you come on with me and I'll give you the protection. Oh, but by the way, you got to do this, this, and this. That's where the shit came from. Have you ever heard the term? I love the way you frame this. It's beautiful. I want to talk about this in um, trading terms real quick, like risk and value. So a risk to reward, I guess. So there you go. Mm-hmm. You said they would come and protect from the robbers and thieves, right? So you have two risks. You have the risk that you're going to be killed, robbed, or hurt, or injured, or otherwise damaged by robbers and thieves. Mm-hmm. You also have the risk that the person you're entrusting for your protection will fail somehow in some way or be that Become. exact same robber and thief. <laughs> so there's like double risk on that end, first of all. Exactly. Exactly. You ever heard the term, if you want something done right, do it yourself? There's a exactly. reason for that. So exactly. now we go to value. We've covered the risks. It's doubly risky to entrust your life and your your generations and every single person that would come after you and be a descendant and have a claim to your birthright, your your soil claim for being born on this land. The first person in your ancestor ancestral line born on this continent gave you your birthright. They, per, they were born from the air, the minerals in the air that was breathed by their parents that had arrived there, that had a de facto claim. And the minute they were born on that land, it became a de jure claim. Yeah, and so, you, could, you, could, you, could, you could impose that over the whole planet. So what I'm saying is that continues. That's a continual value. It only gets more and more valuable as more and more generations produce value and can carry on in that specific geographical region. So the value of what you're giving up to have some other person protect, uh-huh. right, is really uh-huh. so fucking great. It's, it's almost, you can't measure it, basically. So if you're going to 
Like, who would you trust with something more, yourself or somebody else? And you don't uh, have the power or the means to make that other person do the things or hold them to the things they agreed to do. That's the agreement right. that you're taking on with these, with these mafia-type things. There's a right. power imbalance from the beginning. So it's like quadruply risky now <laughs> and very much less, in, less valuable and no, no value at all because really what you're doing is almost guaranteeing yourself and your generations to slavery by being right. a citizen. Right. And even people, even people who were around back then, right, who were given this option, those few who were, who were actually given the option or actually understood what the fuck was going on, right? Yeah, they signed up. But that was a long time ago. Since then, it's just rolled over, right? Every new generation doesn't have the option to sign up. You're in. <laughs> You're already in. Right. So the rabbit, the rabbit hole goes deeper with every successive uh, generation. Yeah, they try to make that claim with the naturalization laws. You understand? But if, if, if I'm if I cannot control the circumstances of my birth and I have no control over the event that brought me upon this reality right here in this geographical location, are you really going to stand on a claim that somehow you're able to force me to accept something that you impose on me from birth? or that my parents mistakenly somehow, without ever being able to bind me, tried to bind me with? No, it right. doesn't stand up. It doesn't stand up. And if they want to say that, oh, it doesn't apply, then everything that they do in their own court, in their own system, in their own uh, control over the, over the means of production, morality, and force, the monopolies that they maintain, all of it is illegitimate from the beginning. But they would prove themselves illegitimate by going against that. So the minute you bring up the slavery aspect, the minute you bring up that jurisdictional aspect and you press that button properly, they step back and they leave you alone. It's not all right. doom and gloom. It's not all defeatism. Um, but we are in a very scary time right now. So, uh, Daryl, come on board, man. I'm so sorry we made you late, uh, wait so long. I got carried away. I've got so many fucking notes and everything that I'm trying to fit into this last show, and it kind of just went everywhere. So I apologize, guys, but hopefully you brought some value from this. Uh, and look up research Lysander Spooner. I dropped his name at, at least four or five times. That should be enough for you guys to go do a simple Google search. Daryl, come on board, man. Thank you. You probably lost him. Okay. Darryl, well, uh, maybe he'll join us momentarily. Yeah, Corey, it, it's been all me this show, man. I'm sorry about that. I just wanted to get all that out. So go ahead and... Not no, it's Dig all deeper, man. I mean, some good stuff. Well, you know what's interesting? You know, I'm I'm keeping my ear to the ground in terms of uh, what seems to be, you know, I call I like to call it the quickening, right? Because we see we see it in this country, whatever. And I say this, I like to say this to people because <clears throat> most people who I run into casually, um. You know, they're kind of, they have a certain opinion about this current administration, right? And so what I like to say is, whatever you think about the current administration, the one thing that can be said for the current administration and what's going on, and a lot of people losing their mind over it, is that 
People are talking. Okay? They're maybe not being very civil, but there is there is some degree of civics, if you will, that's going on. People are talk people are getting way more into okay, how does this political machine work? Right? And these dynamics of the Republicans and the Democrats, the left and the right, and all of these, you know, <clears throat> everyone is talking now. Everything is bubbling up to the surface, which I think is great. It looks chaotic. Um, it looks kind of crazy. But quite frankly, at least since 9-11, if not further back than that, I feel like people in this country have been asleep. And oh, it's been, it feels it's been it's, since the mid, since the Civil War. It wouldn't have happened yeah. if they weren't ostensibly, awake. right? And and you can see, you know, we could we could uh, we could go down the timeline and mark off significant events that got us, you know, further and further asleep, right? For instance, like you know, the forming of the Fed, uh, the forming of the IRS. For- the Bretton you Woods know, Agreement. The Bretton Woods Agreement. Uh, the Lieber Codes, like I keep bringing up. Lieber, Lieber Codes, that set it off, really. That set it off from... You're you know, a free inhabitant on a geographical space, and you have a claim to this continent, and this military occupation, which is being administered civilly through civil agents or civil government, through some sort of contract that's been perpetuated, propped up in fraud... By generation, successive generations of ruling class or ruling elite, for through various means of fraud and deception, and some of them big, some of them small, it's all happening that way. So, I mean, you could go right. into all of that, but the premise is right. essentially you have a right to not be occupied if you're a peaceful person. The the citizenry is not being occupied. The land is being occupied, but they still recognize you as having some sort of claim as a peaceable non-combatant, and you are recognized in those uh, those codes as right. long as you declare your peace. And if you don't declare your peace somehow with a special sign that's in the field manual or with a declaration to the government, that's what all these guys were missing was a declaration of peace. And there's, I forget his name, but there's one guy that was facing 25 years to life, and he had done everything else, all the processes, and the one thing that he... Uh, wanted to do was a declaration of peace. Like I'm going to do David David Williams. I forget. I mean, maybe I forget who it was, but he did it, and and they released him. Uh-huh. They fucking released. Like he was convicted, facing sentencing, about to get his sentencing. Where they're like, "Is there anything else you have to say before I pass sentence?" And that's your last, like literally your last chance, right, to get out. Uh, like I'm no no joke. Like they're saying, "Are you sure you want to do this, dude?" Uh, uh, we're not going to we're not going to say that you have any choice, and it's going to we've got your body and we're holding you, so you don't see that uh, you have any choice, which is the deception that you mentioned. Anyways, it, it's fucking slavery, economically, mentally, uh, spiritually. All these forms are holding people down only because they don't realize that they have the right to not consent and to not be punished for not consenting and to right. make their own way, make their own solution. So, right. I mean, who owns your minerals, Corey? Where did they originate? Can you make a priority claim to them? And if you do, who owns that? And why, when people die without a will or a trust or some sort of structure to carry on their value, why does is somehow magically the state acknowledges, oh, 
that person has an estate. This thing that you're never told about, never taught about, never mentioned anywhere, ever, fucking anywhere, are you ever told there's a legal entity that follows you around through your entire life that you can pass on to your generation. They don't tell you that. Mm. It's not taught. It's and not. even when you're in your adult years, and, you, and even if you're a lawyer, you're learning estate and trust law and blah, blah, blah. That's like superficial. You're not told like how it applies to you. You're just like, oh, people can create a state. So I guess, well, you know, it doesn't, it's just a presumption. They're like, oh, well, we've been doing this for hundreds of years. I guess, uh, you know, everybody's got an estate, but I don't know how it came to be or where the facts are to, that would prove it. Essentially, what they're doing is they're succubusing off your natural estate. Mm hmm. You're, right. The things that you produce or create have to be held within a container and clearly identified with boundaries. These are yours. They came from you. They're owned by you. And how do you do that other than a legal entity, which exists or doesn't exist on paper? And for the purposes of the estate, it's not on paper until you put it there and then put who owns it and take that shit back. Because the estate is owned by a trust, which is called the straw man, right? The birth certificate is the evidence of the identification of the straw man and the certificate of live birth and all these different you know, speculations and minutiae that the Freemen get into. That's some of that's valid. But up until the point that you recognize it was all based on fraud, and then it comes fucking crashing down again. So the estate that they presume that you have, that they presume to probate when you die, is really a nullity as well. But do you still have an estate? Yes, you do. They couldn't have modeled one after you. They couldn't have created their own version of your state if you didn't have a source of state, which is granted to you by just de facto, by operation of law, by operation because, of life. Because you exist. Because you exist, exactly. You carry with you certain assets and value. We've been uh -huh. through this, okay? So who owns that asset? Who owns that value? Have you made a declaration? Have you stood by your declaration? Have you been tested on that declaration? If you can't say yes to any of those things, and if you can't bring any facts or evidence to show that you've ever consented to government, and even if you did consent, if you can't bring any facts or evidence to show that you were informed on what your consent really was obligating you to, I mean, that's all that really needs to be said, guys. Honestly, I know we rambled a bunch, but there there you go. There you have it. End on a high note. You can't get around it. You can't get around it. Start making your own way. Yeah. Well, well Corey, is there anything else you want to say? <clears throat> Well, um, the creator, the universe, nature, whatever, the force, the, the tie that binds, the, the, the power behind all of creation, that was your government at one point. Or that was our government at one point. That just comes with the package that allows us to be self-governing. But we, at some point, again, there's a, there's reference of it in the Bible. I think uh, Samuel and Saul. We wanted it somehow or another at some point in time. We wanted another. We wanted we wanted an earthly government. We wanted a king, right? And so we chose that. And we were warned that having an earthly government is going to come with all kinds of Fuckery. All right. Oh, your, Corey, sons will be, your sons will be drafted off to war. Your daughters will be, no. you know, sold, sold into 
to be concubines and uh you will be you know you'll get you'll get benefits and privileges but you'll have duties and obligations and you probably won't like them no we want it we want the government we want it we want a king (laughs) everybody else has a king we want a king okay oh my god and here we are but it's cracking up yeah everything's cracking up and and like i mentioned before you know the uh the quickening that I like to mention, uh, <laughs> that's not just in terms of this world, which is like the creation of humans. You know, it's the world itself. It's the, it's the universe. It's the natural universe. You know, there's stuff going on uh, that's bigger than us that happens to be coinciding with all the crazy shit that's going on that we created right now. So my final move just brought something up for me. Oh, we talked about the Earth. My final move, Corey, and thank you for for telling me about that stuff. I like, I do, I fucking love your point of view all the time. <laughs> um, my end game is basically, I want my trust to be universal, and I will be able to argue this if I ever had to defend it in court, and I would win hands down. With physics, I could prove right. with physics that I am elementary particles of the universe. I can prove those particles are consisting of things that have value, such as iridium, platinum gold, silver, copper, all the shit's in your body, bro. Uh, Blood, lots of iron in it, you know, and it's bacterial, uh, tons of microbes and bacteria that would make for good soil. Like we talked about in the last show or in another show, the land, excuse me, is sometimes more valuable if it has earthworms because bacteria. Yeah, let alone the organ trade. There you go. Okay, so add that to it. So I could make that clearly make that argument, and the real kicker I would have to pound into their consciousness, so to speak, is if I was formed, if my elements and the creative force formed me, if these base elements that I have a trace or a root, a, a, a lineage to, a, claim, a birthright claim, if they were formed in a star, where did I really come from? I know I appeared and manifested. My minerals came together for nine months, and they manifested through a spark of light and creation. They manifested from my parents who manifested from their parents who manifested from their parents all the way back to first humans on Earth that were created. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Successions or waves of humans. There's been multiple successions for millions, not billions of years. And we are throughout the universe, not just on this planet. But I will say this. If, I, if the elements that I am claiming are that I am made of and have proven were originating in a star. Where's my home jurisdiction? Uh-huh. Universal, everywhere. right? So everywhere, because all that matter has been, came from one source. But so that means I can choose any specific locale in the universe as the scientist and legal jurisdiction for my ultimate master, like the holding trust that's going to hold everything, my nine eight, straw man, my estates, my blah, 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 my, my name, everything that I'm leaving to my children, all of it will be held in a universal trust. And that trust will be, um, it will generate profit and revenue and wealth and, and give back to the earth and planet by means of a church or a multitude of churches. I already have one set up, Johnny Woke Ministries. JW Ministries, right? So that's my final 
end game for anybody who's thinking of trying to think outside the box and get past a hurdle in their life, uh, legally speaking. I mean, really, that's where it's at. You have trusts that are based outside the United States that own all your stuff that was created, right? And then you have that owned by the Universal Trust. And you stand on it through uh, principles of law, reason, physics, and scientific method and evidence because you can prove you are valuable minerals that were created from the universe and those minerals originated from local star explosions and and those star explosions originated from one i mean i don't believe in the big bang but if you want to use this to your advantage in a legal theory it all started from something originally so and that's really just the, that's the just the, right that's just the material side have you ever heard of the saturn trust no. The form by which the Saturnalia cults of the old days, like thousands uh, of years ago, they organized uh, under what could be considered a trust, and uh, Saturn is the situs of that trust. <laughs> it's been done. It's historical. There's there's anecdote and historical evidence to show yeah. that this can be done and, and maintained as a legitimate claim. So it's just something to chew on for anybody that wants to move a little bit forward. Yeah. Well, when you mention that, it also makes me, it reminds me that uh, I think hopefully we're right at a point where we're stopping our descent into stupidity or slowing it down. Because it seems to me that people who came before us, generation upon generation, eon upon eon, maybe not everybody, but they just seem smarter. Somehow, they seem more uh, just a, a more fundamental awareness of reality. You know, even though we're supposedly more scientifically advanced and all this other shit, I just, I just, uh, I just think we've gotten progressively um, more stupid, and that right about now. <laughs> We're at least putting the brakes on our descent into stupidity. <laughs> and that maybe from this point forward, <clears throat> after we go through perhaps a little transition phase, uh, we might start our upswing again back to source. By, by 2022 or 2021, this country and this planet will be measurably changed. Yeah. And then... The, the next decade will bring huge things. And actually, this September, honestly, I'm thinking about a month, you're going to start seeing the dam finally break. It's been cracking for years. It's finally going to yeah. break. Yeah, lots of, you know, dams, dams breaking release a lot of water. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure you guys don't drown. Yeah, get to high ground. <laughs> So, nobody has a higher claim of authority over what you do with your life than you. Then, and it's only it when you abdicate your responsibility to your duties, which are the boundaries to your rights, that then you morally become obligated to suffer a punishment, whether that's karmically, natural law, uh, uh, common law, an eye for an eye, whatever it is, biblical law, whatever principle of justice that are, will be brought against you for harming another are 
for the most part, justified, right? Justification yeah. is to create a right. In Latin, it means to create a right. What is the justice of the peace? Remember how the probate courts and the JPs are the guys you really need to go to? They're creator of peace rights. Understand? You're not always going to get one that knows what they're doing. I, re- I had one of the most fucked up times I've ever had in court was it with a small case in a small JP court, but that's another story for another day. Um, I, I've pretty much said as much as I can. I've got four or five more pages of notes here. Maybe I'll just post on Facebook here and there like I've been doing. Um, you guys are likely going to hear some reruns probably another couple of weeks. I have finally completed the list of all of our guests and their email and or contact methods that I have to start employing. And we will see if we can accomplish the feat of scheduling to get all of these guys, either with one show or two back-to-back shows, get them all together in certain groups and just have like a final networking party and and various ranges of topics and discussion will be had and people can plug the different projects that they're doing. Just as a big thank you for having them on over the years. And when that's completed, you guys won't hear from us. There'll be no reruns, no live shows, probably until, say, maybe June or July of 2019. I said January before, but it's looking like it's going to be a little bit longer. I've got a bunch of stuff that I want to do. So, uh, That being said, I'm going to let you close the show, Corey. I, I, it's safe to assume that Daryl left us a while back, and I don't blame him. We, we get to talk, and you know, when we get to rap, and it, gets, it happens. So. Yeah. Well... One thing, um, you know, we talked about how some people were able to exert authority over other people. And uh, it seems like in my studies and my experience, there's really only one law. And that's the law of cause and effect. There's nothing on this planet, in the universe, that can get away from cause and effect. I like cause and effect because it's scientific. It's not really, it's not really moral. It's it's not really, you know, it's not even really. It can't, it can't be denied. It's self-evident. Right. Cause and effect. So. Applying that to a lot of what we went over today with, you know, how certain people gain authority over other people, right, through fraud and deceit and, you know, and the withholding of information, allowing for tacit acquiescence, blah, 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 all that other stuff. Um, But you can't get away from cause and effect. It might... You might get away with it in your lifetime. You might get away with it in successive lifetimes. You might get away with it in eons of time. But it's going to catch up to you. And I feel like we are in that time frame right now where the, the laws of cause and effect, the violations of the laws of cause and effect, universal, which includes humans, um, I think are starting to come into balance right now. That's my. Sense. I would say, 
I would say you're 100% right over the target, bro. It's the universe is finally enacting the justice and balancing the, the imbalance. And it's doing that by, uh, for years now, for however many, however long that we don't even know about, by sending some of our family from space, you know, these different races that have been identified over the years, Pleiadians and Arcturians and Andromeda and all this different, these cultures that have arisen, cultures of different humanoid species and non-humanoid species that have arisen throughout the galaxy that are positive and beneficial and they have tools and means to help and they've been divinely guided to be in a contractual agreement of service. And the only duty that we have under that agreement is to do our best to wake up and wake everyone else up around us. And you can see the final moves playing out right now in what is known as the QAnon movement, which has been recognized multiple times by Trump, acknowledged publicly, attacked publicly by the MSM, which is the final straw. Like that, that's, everybody's like, hmm, maybe I should check this out. You know, all the CNN watchers are like, wait a second, I want to look at this further. So <laughs> it's really, it's blowing up in their face. And we're at that time, we're literally hanging off the cliff, but a lifeline has been extended to us by these positive groups that are working with military agencies here, white hats, if you will. Um, I also believe, I've said this before, Corey, uh, they had a, a big role in the creation of blockchain. So a group of people, not Sasha Toshi, or excuse me, Satoshi Nakamoto, not just one figurehead created it. It was definitely a group effort and probably mm-hmm. some off-world influence. So, like you said, we are we're in the what you call it? Oh, it reminded me of the fucking Highlander. Oh, the quickening. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't yeah, if you don't watch stuff from the nineties, guys, if if you didn't grow up watching stuff from the nineties, I you're I don't know what you're doing with your life. You just need to <laughs> go watch nineties T V series and in your downtime. Anyways, help people where you can. Help yourself first. Uh Corey, you've just been an excellent support for the show. I just can't thank you enough, man. If in case I don't get a chance to do it a lot in the final shows, I want to just tell you like you're a really big inspiration for me. Um, the way that you counter everything that comes out of my mouth, which is a lot, I understand. With your well, own balanced perspective, that like fits yeah. and it blends. Like it's just a, it's an art form, bro. So congratulations on that, and thank you for sticking well, by me for two years. Well, while we do this. Well, I I appreciate it, man. You know, iron sharpens iron. You know. <laughs> yeah, diamond sharpens diamond. <laughs> Cool. All right. Well, let's let's just close it here. We've uh, we've gotten to six thirty, about thirty five minutes over our scheduled time. I want to thank our producers for their lenience and patience too, because we do this from time to time. Uh, they're great, by the way, guys. If you're considering spreading truth or starting your radio show or you have a skill that you want to do, I mean, I know this sounds shilly and promotional. I don't get paid for any of this, but check them out. They're, they're solid guys. All right. They, they've they've done they've been right by us this whole time. And I don't know of any other radio station that hasn't sold out uh, that would that has this level of services that they do. They really help me. So thanks, Don and Doug. I appreciate you guys. Thank you, Corey. And the next time that you hear from me will be in a couple weeks to a month when we finally have the scheduling arranged, and I'll do a small announcement. And that's going to be the last show, or I guess the first part of the last show. And we'll go from there. So until next time, pierce the veil and the truth will reveal itself.